Hello everyone and welcome to another one of our team previews of the 2024 season and today we are looking at Astana Kazakhstan team and this is the lowest ranked world tour team of the 2023 season but nonetheless to discuss all matters of Astana we have Mr. Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling Podcast. The Echelon Cycling Podcast, a big fan of a particular rider of this team, Adelitsi Luzenko. But nevertheless, uh, Patrick, the 2023 season, Astana, obviously Mark Cavendish coming in was the big news in the 11th hour. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a great year for Astana. I can't really remember much of what they did. It was all around Kauf, like you say. Brought in a lot of hype about him and kind of cracking the record that him and Merck share. But of course that didn't happen this year, unfortunately, because of a crash. So it's re-signed for another year, for 2024. And we'll, I don't know, talk about what we think he might do later on in the video. I mean, this is the standard team that have won all the three ground tours. So let's not forget with Nibali, Contador, etc. This year, 16 victories in total. World Tour win. The only one was that Giro stage that Cavendish took. And other than that, highlights the Marco Pantani classic was won by Alexi Lotsenko. He also won the Tour of Turkey, which was probably their biggest victory other than the Giro stage win. But yeah, and then Vlad, uh, Simone Valesco getting, getting the Italian National Road Championship was a bit of a surprise. But the 2024 season is going to be a very different picture and I mean Patrick who are they bringing in for the new season other than Mark Renshaw who's joining the staff as well they yeah, should bring him out as a lead out they should put him on a bike and he could lead out Cav that's how you get like, the stage yeah get record. him on a you know get him on a moped or something and just get him at the front just whizzing it they, Astana arguably have been one of the busiest teams in the transfer window we've done a few teams now and yes these might not be the biggest names, but in terms of quantity, Astana are blowing it out of the water because we are bringing in Mihal Morkuf from Sudar Quickstep and also Davide Ballerini. So two very strong lead-out men there alongside Rudiger Selig for Lotto, from Lotto Destiny, another lead-out man, Henok Mullerbrun, uh, Lorenzo Fortunato, Max Cantor, another sprinter, Edith Schelling, Anton Charmig, Anton Kuzmin, Daniel Markerin, Harold Martin Lopez, Micheli Gazzoli is coming up officially from the Astana Kazakhstan development team, although he was riding for them a few times last year. Santiago Umber, who has been a bit of a hyped up Colombian climber for a few years now, so we'll wait and see if he can finally get it. And Nicholas uh, Vinokurov is also taking the step up. Of course, he is related to Mr. Vinokurov himself, so I'm not sure if that's a little bit don't know what he's been signed up on, whether it's merit or just the family relation, but whatever, that is what it is. So very busy transfer window here, Scott, for riders coming in. Lots of sprinters, so the lead-out is a big, big improvement this year. Big focus. I would say Minkurov's uh, son has actually been signed on merit when you look at his results. Third in the Tour of Istanbul, okay, it's not a high-ranked race, he's the under-23 champion of Kazakhstan, but I mean, that doesn't mean too much, if we're honest. As long as you're riding by Astana, it seems like you're going to be at least on the podium. Do you think this is what Astana needed to put Cavendish in the right place to win? He was very close, like you said, in the tour winning. He was up there in the 
Giro won that stage, as we've also mentioned, and he crashed as well during the uh, Giro and still continued, which I think was a huge chapeau to him. Do you think that these are the guys that are going to put him in the correct position? I'm making Mikel Merkur. He isn't the Mikel Merkur of three years ago. It's a big step up. I'm not sure if it's the best lead out. It's probably one of the better ones now, I think. But as I've said in previous episodes, it's really about the final man. When you've got Vanderpool seemingly just being the best lead out man in the world, it's very hard to compete against him. But in terms of strength, when you've got, like you say, Markov, you've got Ballerini, Selig, and Max Cantor as well, I think could be really good. Is, is Michal Markov, is he like actually, a, a, is he going to be the last man or does he, is he sort of like a, more of like the experience road captain of lead out so he just knows what to do and he's almost there as a bit like Renshaw is almost in like a in a way of providing I don't know feedback as to what they're doing wrong because it's very important to have those kind of riders to get things right because this is in a very similar way to how Quickstep have the Remco project this is the Mark Cavendish project right here it's all in on Cav to try and win this tall stage that's what Stan is going fully in on it is a bit weird though because lead out men are typically good sprinters but just having a load of sprinters as like your lead out isn't necessarily the best thing like you need somebody with that big engine and sprinters you know just because you have five sprinters in front of you doesn't then mean that you are the best lead out train lead out trains are more intricate than that um you can't just put a load of sprinters in front of a sprinter you need a bit more of cohesion so i'm not sure if this is a bit of like a i don't know just like hashing people together i mean uh, the, some of the other riders as well santiago Umba, like you said he's been talked up for however long it seems like 50 years no i'm kidding um anton charming as well very exciting rider uh, i actually spoke with him last year on a trading camp and uh, yeah, very nice guy. A bit surprised he's leaving the Uno X project, but if you're looking at this, like Astana is a world door team, huge opportunity for, to ride for yourself in some of the other races, not the Tour de France necessarily, but he could potentially be on for a Giro d'Italia or something like that. Lorenzo Pautonato as well, that's quite a scalp. He's been very strong for Iolo Cometa, as we've spoken about so many times. Enoch Mulubran, there was a lot of backlash to this. Well, not backlash, but like, a lot of people not wanting this air train up and coming star to kind of go here. I don't, I'm not sure what he will do. Astana are kind of widening their squad. It's not just the Mark Cavendish project, a lot of young, hungry riders here. So I think they could have a better year. I mean, you can't, you almost can't get worse uh, to some respect uh, compared to their old standards. And this is a way to bring them somewhat closer and up further up in the rankings considering the relegation battle as well yeah that's definitely a big concern because the Stalin, like you say have been sort of not immune to that but Lutsenko have kind of years gone by has always popped into the top 10 of a lot of races but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore however much of a fan of Lutsenko we are and it looks like the squad is diversifying and yeah I think I, I agree with you I really like the diversification and I think they realized that, okay, yes, we are focusing on Cav for this year, but we need to think about the next couple of years after that as well. Well, we might as well turn our focus to the riders leaving. And yeah, Patrick, a uh, few retirements and uh, yeah, a few unknowns as well, but who are they? Yeah, so we've got the retirees are 
Luis Leon Sanchez, Manuel Ibarro, and uh, Davide Martinelli. The kind of people who are known to be going are Fabio Fellini and Gianni Moscon, Martin Lass, and Javier Romo. But then we have so many riders who are unknown, like you say, David de la Cruz, Andre Zeitz, Joe Dombrowski, Alexander Ryabashenko, uh, Leonardo Basso, Antonio Nibali, Yuli Natarov, and, oh my word, Nebergen Nulihassin. I'm going to take a stab at that. So, lots of riders. In our gauging, Scott, that we do every single time of plus or minus in the transfer, what are you thinking? I'm thinking this is a plus. I think in terms of riders in, riders out, this is a step forwards for Astana. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that, considering it's not the Moscon peak form, it's not the Joe Dombrowski peak form. Yeah, I think you're right. A bit of youth mixed with experience is how I would sum up the transfer influx of riders. This is a Astana squad that's probably the strongest squad I've seen from them in the last, I don't know, maybe three, four years or so, which is good to see, like you say, from the highs that they've had in the past. It was a bit of a shame to see them sort of dwindle away towards the bottom of the world tall rankings, and I think that this is a good first step to try and get themselves back to where they were back in like the, the Contador era and stuff like that, Nibli. I mean, I know he's under some UCI suspension or something like that. But in an ideal world, if that wasn't the case and he didn't have all these risks with the team, I would like Miguel Angel Lopez still fits perfectly in Astana. I miss Miguel Angel Lopez at Astana. From the punching fans to to getting podiums. Yeah. But uh, I mean we can't have it all. Miguel Angel Lopez and Lutsenko back at the same team. Oh, I think the echelon would explode. But uh, that aside, we might as well go into the first section or the second section. The monuments, obviously, it was non-existent in 2023, you would say. And, uh, I mean, Patrick, what does it look like for them in 2024? Uh, I think it's a better prospect for 2024, especially for, I think, like a San Remo. have got a good shot and also in the more the Hillier Classics, I think is going to be a bit better shot. I think that the cobbles are going to be tricky, but for San Remo, I think you could field a pretty decent team of a Edith Schelling, Ballerini, maybe also Simone Velasco, the Italian champion. I think that could be a good three to focus around. I think for goal for them would probably be like a top 15 realistically, crack the top 10. I think that would be a fantastic result considering that, like you say, Astana haven't been that great at the, at the monuments the last couple of years. So I think that would be my goal for for San Remo. Moving into the Cobble Classics, I think, again, it's pretty similar. Ballerini has done decent in cobbled races in the past, but maybe Cantor in there as well. Lutsenko has dabbled in Cobble Classics in the past. I remember him doing good at edition of Omloop. I think it was the one which Zenik Stibar won a few years ago. And, yeah, outside of them, Schelling as well, I'd probably put in there. And maybe some of their kind of younger talents as well. As a team manager, what would you be wanting from this team? A top a top what? You know where they finished last year? Best rider. Fedoro. Yeah. Best result. Fedoro. Fifty second. They would have loved that. He was sixty third. Really? That that yeah. They are a team which has more and more got into the break almost to get their money's worth. I don't think this team is going to be top tenning Flanders. It's it's 
unless some miracle happens. They'll do all right in the hard ends, though. I mean, you could have, you know, Lutsenko, Velasco. Velasco was top 10 in GP of Montreal, so he's very good about that kind of stuff. Maybe Anton Charmig, uh, Samuele Battistella, who was the under-23 World Championship, rather kind of controversially, in 2019 in Yorkshire, which was, as we all know, categorically the best World Championships going. Uh, there's no argument about that. But I think Battistella could take a little bit of a step up here. Schelling as well is a really good puncher. Although that does mean that he might be, in my make-believe world, kind of doubling up. But I think you got a decent team there. And I do think that Astana should be, you know, taking Liège very seriously. This isn't just going to be a turning up and just filling out the peloton. I think you've got a serious shot here of getting an actual decent result. But uh, in terms of Lutzenko, fifth last year at Amstel Gold, so... Like you said, I definitely think he he could be one to rally around if not, and then have like the second, third card as well to play. And I think, yeah. Yeah, like you said, they have a very good team for the Ardennes Classics. They have won the Boston Liège before. Yes, of course. Yeah, Jakob yeah. Ulsan, Maxim Gladensky, so And then something very similar for Il Lombardia. Lutsenko, Velasco, sort of focused around that team. Maybe Fortunato in there as well. I remember him being top 20 don't think it was it wasn't this year maybe it might have been last year or the year before i remember fortunato was i think top 20 this year well remembered but anyways with that we might as well move into our first grand tour the giro d'italia obviously it was very mark hamadish focused last year taking that stage win obviously the big highlight but yeah patrick how do you see their 2024 team are they going to bring mark hamadish again as a giro tour double i mean it's quite risky when you think about it how many crashes he he often finds himself in because he's at the pointy end and that one in the Giro where the fans stuck the phone out of the and then the hat disappears <laughs> that was crazy behind uh, Filippo Borelli but uh, yeah would you send Mark Cavendish to the Giro? No I wouldn't yeah. I think you're right yeah. I think you've got to wrap him in cotton wool and bubble wrap and get him to the tour safely I think Cavendish's schedule has got to be yeah, don't do the Giro, but you've got to get enough sprinting practice in there. I reckon he'll probably go to like UAE Tour, although I know that's not really kind of this kind of section, I realise. But I think the cab goes to the Tour with like pretty much a whole sort of team around him. To the Giro, I think after a few years, I would like to see Lutsenko go to the Giro now. I think he's gone to the Tour enough. And like we said so many times before, with the top talent that goes, well, that is going to be going to the Tour in 2024. Lutsenko is going to be, you know, his fringing on the top 10, kind of between 10th and 8th is just not, I just don't think it's particularly realistic this year in comparison. It's not like 2021 anymore. So I would probably send Lutsenko to the Giro with a decent climbing squad, maybe Velasco and Fortunato as well to the Giro. Um, then, I don't know, maybe I'd send similar sort of cast to, to the Vuelta. Schelling, I think, is an interesting one. I would like to see him... I don't know, because he has been in the polka dots before, but his ability to do well in Grand Tour stage, it seems pretty limited. I'm not sure about it. He is still quite young, but I think that I'd like to see Schelling maybe get into the Tour squad. I think that somebody like Christian Scaroni should get... I don't think he... Has he done a Grand Tour? He's done one Grand Tour. He's done a, a Giro d'Italia. I'd like to see him do something. He's usually quite good in... Like, he came second in the Arctic race of Norway. He's a good puncher, climber. I'd like to see him get a Grand Tour as well, for the sake of Ewan, um, who, who who isn't 
in this episode? Where would you send Gleb? Gleb's son, it's a... You're going to hear him now. Gleb, 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 Gleb. You can't. Does he get a grand tour? No. No. Or maybe the world tour? Maybe the world tour. I think you're right. I, I think he's a decent enough sprinter where he could actually get some top fives there. Uh, I, I think that he's he's shown himself as a good enough sprinter, so I think he could definitely get one. But send him to all these smaller races, and he's going to pick up a bunch of world tour points. So it's yeah, I think it's a bad idea not to have him in in a grand tour if he's focusing on whatever smaller races. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I, I say that it's good. I mean, yeah, I guess there's a lot of hype around him, but he finished twice in the top 10 at San Juan which was a competitive sprint field but outside of that like presidential tour of Turkey came second on a stage and then like tour of Lankawi stages don't immediately translate into grand tour victories uh Jakob Mareczko is a perfectly good example of this or Guadini who he rode first on and has like the record for the race speaking of sprinters the tour around Cav who are you thinking? Ballerini kind of has to go. Morkouf. Yeah, Kespol, we haven't even mentioned him. Why does he slot into that train? Like you say, you can't just have like five sprinters in front of a sprinter. I would probably send Ball, him and Ballerini. I would say Ballerini last man, Ball second to last man. Because Ball's a big unit. Like he's going to punch a big hole in the air. I think that could be a decent little trio there, but outside of them, I guess but where does Cantor fit in this? Does Cantor therefore go to like the Giro and get his own sprinting opportunities? That wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. There is the big engines in this uh, Maple Belief Tour de France team. I feel like this is where this squad sort of falls down a little bit. Is that you don't really have those like those big rulers, like you say. Yeah, Tony so, Martin would have been good. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. It's going to be something like a Fedorov or a a Guzdev or a Giditch or something like that. Cavendish is one who has done well in the past without a big lead out and I think he almost prefers it that way. He his small lead out train with, with Renshaw and um, Bernie Eisel. He's quite used to that kind of three man setup. I think maybe he's almost more comfortable with that. Who is Bernie Eisel here? Because that's the that's the component I feel like they're missing. Is that where you slot Cantor in or is that Kess Ball? I think that's Kess Ball. Okay, so we're fine then. I think it's Kesball, Ballerini, and Cav as like a three-man trio, and they can kind of bob and weave through gaps a little bit easier than like a big seven-man lead-out train. No problem then. Yeah, I think you've solved it there. Fill out the rest of the squad with with Schelling and with I don't know Battistella or Sharmig or whoever you kind of want to send. Whoever's in decent form. Yeah, I think the only certainty is Cav's lead-out. Everybody else is going to be based upon merit throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, and can be yeah they could potentially get in some breakaways as well. So I think it's a good recipe, and maybe they get a few good results in the breaks as well. But yeah, the welter uh, it's kind of as we mentioned a mix between the two. Atletico Lutzenko potentially being leading that. Maybe they give an opportunity to some of the other Henok Mulu brand. Do you throw him into a Grand Tour? Yeah, we did the Giro this year. Although all that I do remember is that he got dropped on that stage, which I think Davide Bice won. So, yeah. You know, you just got to keep doing them and hope, hopefully he gets better. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky. You can send good guys to the world, but like you say, in terms of the points, gaining opportunities, 
it's probably better to go and do the Italian classics instead, which Astana have been quite good at in the past few years, especially with Lutsenko. So that's a bit tricky. That's why I'd probably send Lutsenko to the Giro to get him back Grand Touring. And then I'd maybe you can decide later on in the season if you want him to do the Vuelta or if you want him to do Italian races. Yeah, maybe the Italian races are a bit better. Just like you said, to build up a lot of results quickly. But nevertheless, we are coming to our favorite part of the show, Astana Kazakhstan team 2024 predictions. And I mean, Patrick, first question, is Mark Cavendish going to win a stage in the tour? Yes, I think he will. It is now or never, isn't it? Quite literally. Well, I mean, we did say that last year when he resigned, but it really kind of is now or never. And you can, you can be a cynical person all you want, but I think we all do kind of secretly want Cavendish to to get it. So I will say yes. I'm not sure I do. I'm going to say no, because I like that they're sharing the record. It's the best sprinter of the tour with the best rider. So they're sharing the pinnacle. Yep. And they came from it from different sides. Daria Stana, I think, and just devaluated their whole signing for another year. Um, yeah, what about the Giro? Do you think... Lutsenko is going to crack the top 10, top 5, win it. Yeah, Lutsenko will probably get a top 10 in the Giro if he goes for GC. I would love to see Lutsenko being stage one to Lutsenko again, but I'm just not sure that that's Astana's goal. I think they do care about not getting relegated to Pro Conti, so they will probably seek out those those top 10s, I think, to, uh, to try and... But Lutsenko does kind of hover up and down the top 10, a bit like Martin by going into the uh, into the break so maybe he gets the stage but I'll go Lutsenko top 10 in GC at the Giro I would love to see him win it but I don't think that's happening Max Cantor wins a sprint at the Giro and my final one will be I think Gleb wins a world tour level sprint fair enough I think they're going to go top 10 in one of the monuments of course it's not going to be Flanders or or Parabay. I'm leaning more towards Liege, Bastogne Liege, and I think they'll take at least one welter stage. So I'm saying one stage win in the Giro, mm. zero in the Tour, and one in the welter. I guess I will go with one win in each Grand Tour. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways, that is basically it for Astana Kazakhstan team. Yes, that is their name. 2024 team preview and make sure to hit the like button here comment down below what you think of astana and do you think mark cavendish is taking that golden stage and if you haven't already subscribe to the channel check out patrick's channel i do cycling and of course as always we will see you around